हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे सो लेट्स फर्स्ट टुगेदर जस्ट वन टाइम गो ओवर द कृष्ण तत्व वर्सेस वील से ईच वर्स टुगेदर एंड देन वील जस्ट से द ट्रांसलेशन सो द फर्स्ट वर्स वी लर्न इज वेरी टुगेदर एते चंसा कला पुंसा कृष्णस्तु भगवन् स्वयं इंद्रारी व्याकुलम लोकम हृदयंती युगे युगे दिस इज फ्रॉम श्रीमद् भागवतम कैंटो 1 चैप्टर 3 टेक्स्ट 28 एंड व्हाट दिस इज सेइंग इज दैट इन दिस चैप्टर चैप्टर 3 डिस्क्राइब्स ऑल द डिफरेंट इंकारनेशंस ऑफ द लॉर्ड बट देन after it describes the different incarnations it mentions that ultimately shri krishna is the root of all the incarnations all the other incarnations are incarnations of krishna and krishna is the original absolute truth ete chaksa kala punksa chaksa means his parts limbs like we have fingers now the fingers are our parts so ete chaksa kala punksa and his plenary portions like the vishnu avatars but krishna tu bhagavan swayam krishna is the original absolute truth the original personality of godhead and indrari vyakulam lokam mridhanti yuge yuge de krishna and his incarnations appear age after age in order to relieve the earth from the burden of the demons and especially it says indrari vyakulam lokam the planets that are under distress vyakulam because of the influence of the demons who are the enemies of the demigods and vishnu indrari indrari means ari means enemy so the enemies of indra and the demigods so therefore krishna comes age after age and there are many other verses krishna himself says this in bhagavad gita yatayataya dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata abhyutanam atharmasya taratmanam shridamya ham paritranaya sadanam vinashaya chadushkritam dharma sangstapanartaya sambhavami yuge yuge so krishna himself confirms this so we'll go forward next one is ishvara parama krishna sachidananda vigraha anadiradir govinda sarva karana karanam this is from brahma sanghita 51 This is also confirming that Krishna is the original personality of Godhead. Ishvara Parama Krishna. Ishvara means a controller, and Ishvara Parama means the supreme controller. In this world, we have different types of controllers, like a president or a king. But then the controller over them is like the demigods, and of all the demigods, Indra is the controller because he is the king of the demigods. But then Indra's controller is. he has also a controller vishnu brahma mahesh and then their controller they have a controller like even shiva he worships shankarshan bhagavan but the controller of all controllers the original supreme personality of godhead is shri krishna so ishvara parama krishna the supreme controller is krishna and what is his nature sachidananda vigra his very form is composed of eternality cognizance and bliss but the word vigraha is very important because many people think the absolute form of god is without form without features but here lord brahma himself says that sachit ananda vigraha he has a form that is made of sachit ananda sachit ananda is the word they use in the vedas to symbolize eternal reality eternal bliss eternal existence uh, eternal consciousness that these things can never be come void 
in Buddhism, in Mayavada, I think ultimately the consciousness becomes void and merges into the Absolute. This is the monist conception or in the voidist conception of the Buddhist, they think ultimately the mind, the ego is all illusory. Ultimately when we achieve nirvana, then everything is, disappears. So this is all different kinds of misconceptions. In the actual Vedas, Satchirananda means that the soul is also comprised of Satchirananda. It has eternal existence or Satta. Satta means existence. So the soul has eternal Satta, it has eternal Chit, which is consciousness, and eternal Ananda, which is bliss. And the topmost, this is all coming from ultimately Swarup Shakti and Krishna. Krishna is Satchirananda Vigraha. And the Jivas are his part and parcels. Maivangso Jiva Loke Jiva Bhuta Sanatana. That Krishna says that in the Gita, all the living entities are my parts and parcels. Mamai Vangso Jiva Loke. And he says, Pitahamasya Jagato Mata Data Pitama. I am the mother and father of all creation. So as his children, naturally we have some of his qualities. And those qualities we have of Krishna's is that Satchit Ananda principle. But we have it in a minute form. And when we are in the conditioned state, that is dormant or covered. So now it's covered, but when we become liberated, then we also enter into our Satchirananda Tattva and our bodies also become eternally existent, eternally conscious and eternally blissful. So that is the process of our spiritual life is to awaken and to become present in our Satchirananda Tattva. So Satchirananda Vigraha, if the father has a form, the son will have a form. So Krishna has a form, Satchirananda Vigraha, the son or the daughter, the children of Krishna will also have a form. And you can also reverse it. If we have a form, then God must have a form. Because God cannot be less than his creation. If God has a form, we have a form. But if we have a form, then we can backtrack. This is like ontology. Go back to the original source. We see forms everywhere in this world and we should not think that the original creator has no form. It's illogical. Because having form is better than not having a form. Ultimately, he has one feature that is impersonal through his Brahma Jyoti. Brahma and Paramatma and Bhagavan. But the Brahman conception is the lowest conception of God. Higher than that is the Paramatma conception where he is the super soul in the heart of every jiva. And the highest conception is Bhagavan, the personality of Godhead. And of the different Bhagavans, then Krishna is Ishvara Parama. So Ishvara Parama means the supreme controller, but it means that he is higher than the demigods, higher than Shiva, higher than Brahma and Vishnu, but also Narayan, higher than Narayan, higher than, you know, uh, Bhaman, Kalki, Nasringha, Varaha, he is the topmost. So Satchirananda Vigraha, then it gives more specific details about him. Anadir Adi Govinda, he is the cause of all causes, the original source, Sarvakarana Karanam, the cause of all causes. He is beginningless, Anadi Adi, and also he is Govinda. He is the caretaker of the cows in Braj, the gopas, the gopis. He is the caretaker but also the giver of pleasure. Govinda means that person who gives pleasure. And we learned this verse also. We can might as well say it now. Nityo nityanam chetanas chitananam eko bahunam yo viradati kaman. That he alone, he is the one individual who fulfills the desires of everyone. Eko bahunam yo viradati kaman. All right? And he is the one eternal being amongst all eternal beings. He is the one conscious being amongst all conscious beings. So this is from Katha Upanishad. And it's a very important verse from the Upanishads itself that establishes that Krishna is separate from the jivas. 
Because it says, there's no need to repeat. If you just want to say, oh, there is one absolute being. But here it said, there is one eternal being amongst all the plural eternal beings. And there is one conscious being amongst all the conscious beings. Eko, he alone, Bahunam, of the many, satisfies their desires. And there are different levels. Ultimately, any happiness or fulfillment we get in this life comes only by Krishna's energy and his grace. Whether in the material level, in an animal species, or in the human platform, any kamam or any desire we want to be fulfilled has to be fulfilled only through Krishna. So Krishna very mercifully arranges that we can fulfill our desires in this world. But on the highest level, Krishna is Kama Devaya. When we chant the Kam Gayatri Mantra, we're meditating on Krishna with Radhika, but as Krishna is Kama Devaya, he fulfills all the desires of especially the Brijabhasis. Vardayan Kama Devam. This is in the, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, it also says, Jayate Janinivaso Devakinan Janmavado. That he is. Kama Deva, it says, he satisfies the desires of the calm of all the Brijabhasis and the topmost calm is that of the Brijab Gopis who are in Kama Nuga Bhakti. Maybe it's a good time to go into Vilapkusmanjali, a subject, because it ties in with this. So actually we're going to start, for everyone online also, we're starting um, discussion on Vilapkusmanjali and we're going to be reading from or discussing the purports of Srila Gurudev and Prabhuji, because we're working on a new edition of the book and we're including many purports of Srila Gurudev and also of Prabhuji and the Vaishnavas. So when we discuss Kama Nuga Bhakti here, this is a, actually a very interesting topic here. So it ties into this verse we just learned. Krishna is the one eternal being amongst all eternal beings. He is the one individual conscious being amongst all the conscious beings and he alone fulfills the desires of all beings. So when it says, He fulfills the desires of all. So to understand how this is factual, we need to understand something about Jiva Tattva. We haven't studied Jiva Tattva yet, but we'll be doing it soon. After Radha Tattva, I think Jiva Tattva comes. Shakti Tattva also. Radha Tattva, Shakti Tattva. Radha Dasyam. It, it's included, yeah. So the living entity by nature has desire, calm. Calm, you can say, is lust. But if you want to get more direct into it, you can say calm is like desire. Some kind of urge or yearning. And... In this reality, we have a perverted reflection of our original pure nature and pure desire. The original nature is that, you, what is the desire? You want to, you love Krishna and you want to serve Krishna by the natural effect of your love. And there's different five rasas that the jivas can ultimately attain. Like a mother has love for her infant, therefore she gives the child her breast milk, she will cradle the baby, she will feed the baby, she will clean the baby. So if you have that ras or relation with Krishna where you are like a mother or a father, your love will manifest in the kind of service that is relative to being a parent. And this is called vatsalya ras, the parental love. And there are many sweet pastimes of the mothers and fathers with Krishna. Also, 
The other gopis who are in the motherly rasa, they also feel this mood towards Krishna. So Krishna satisfies their calm, which is inherent in the atma. So we cannot alienate the atma from its calm. This is like uh, a vastu. In the Jaiva Dharma first chapter, it talks about a vastu. Vastu means any object. Any object has an inherent nature. Like a phone. Its nature is to make phone calls. But nowadays, its nature is to go on Facebook. <laughs> or to check some app, you know. Before, a phone was for making phone calls. But almost no one makes phone calls. They do some text message or some online chat. So this is like it's Naimatika Dharma. <laughs> but it's Nitya Dharma it means its inherent function or nature is its Dharma. The Dharma of a Vastu. An object is its nature. So uh, the jiva's inherent dharma is Krishna Seva. Jivarasvarupoy Krishna Nityadash, Krishna Tatashta Shakti Beda Bed Prakash. They are the non-different and simultaneously different manifestations of Krishna's energies. And their inherent dharma, constitutional nature, is loving service. But this loving service is a manifestation of their calm, desire to serve Krishna that comes from their love for Krishna in whichever ras they are present. And in this world, our calm is like a perverted reflection of that original desire. So when we are studying Vilapkusumanjali, for example, and these elevated books, these like Rasik Grantas, then the process we're going through is trying to rid ourselves of the layers of material calm, material desire, or as you could say, material lust, because they're very entwined like different threads that you twine together to make a rope so calm and like vasana material vasanas the desires are intertwined with our calm and ultimately because we have chosen as jivas from the tatashta region from the borderline between the spiritual world and the material world we are given a choice it's a momentary choice, but it is a choice. This is Jiva Tattva now, but anyhow, it is said like if you drop a bag of mustard seeds upon a blade, the edge of a blade, some will bounce to this side, some will bounce to that side. So we have a choice which side to go to, but that choice is like a chance. Because at that point, we don't have so much knowledge about right or wrong, good and bad. So, but we have that choice still. Said God gives free will to the jivas. You can choose to go directly to him or you can choose maya. When we choose to come to maya, then we enter this world and become covered over with anarthas. Already the anartha came. When we desired to enjoy separately from Krishna in maya, then the first anartha covered over us, Swarup Brahm. We forgot our true identity, our true nature. And then maya covers us over with the subtle and gross bodies. Stool Sarir and Linga Sarir. And then false ego comes over us. Ahankar. So we have Swarup Brahm, Asat Trishna. Then Asat Trishna is the second Anartha. Impediment towards devotion or blockage in the heart that keeps us away from realizing the soul in God. So that Asat Trishna means many, many desires sprout up in the heart. And then with those, because of those desires, we begin to act out in this world. In the distant free species of life, we begin to perform karma, material action. And because of that, we get a fruit of reaction and we travel from one species to another. 
reaping the fruits of our karma, reaping the reactions of our karma. And then it is said sometimes we are an animal, in the many species of animals, sometimes we are a king or a queen or a beggar. And we cycle through many species of life. It said there are chorasi lakh, eight lakhs for 484 lakhs, which means 8,400,000 species of life that we travel through. And in all these species of life, we're trying to fulfill our satrishna, our material desires. And this is different kinds of kam. But the root desires that we want to enjoy, as it is said, purush bhav. We, 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 Krishna is the original purush. Purush means the enjoyer, the dominator, the originator. That is Krishna. Krishna is the original being, the original personality of Godhead. So he is the purush, like the father. But we are his servants and his children. And our inherent nature is to have a loving relationship with him. And we are coming from his energy, not we are Shakti Parinambad. Mahaprabhu teaches Shakti Parinambad, which means we are manifestations of his Shakti. That means his potency. And his potency, his personified form is Shimati Radhika. That is the like Krishna is Ishvara Parama, Radhika is Shakti Parama, right? Krishna is Ishvara Parama Krishna. He is the topmost controller or feature of God. All the devatas, the demigods, are also manifestations of Krishna's Shakti power. But as a controller or administrator or like ruler of the living entities. But on the other hand, you have Shakti Parinambad. So the topmost position of all Shakti Tattva is Shrimati Radhika. And from her, all the other types of Shakti come. Uma, Rama, Satya, Sachi, Chandra, Rukmini, Radha, Avatara, Shab, Amnayavani. The scriptures teach that Uma Devi, Rama Devi. Rama Devi is the consort of Vishnu. Rama. Uma, Rama, Satya, Sachi, Chandra, Rukmini. Even Chandravali and Rukmini, Krishna's queen in Dwarka, are all coming from Radharani. So Shakti Parinamvad means we are ultimately coming from Shakti. But it's not that we're separate from Krishna also, because Krishna is, you have two sides of reality. You have Krishna and Radha. Krishna is the masculine counterpart of the absolute truth, and Radhika is the feminine part. Like, it's called the divine moities. We discussed it a little bit before, right? Two inherent halves that cannot be separated. Like two sides of a chickpea covered by one skin. So Radha and Krishna are the masculine and feminine parts of absolute truth, ultimately reality. And from them manifest all the jivas. But if you have a father and mother, the child is born from the mother, not from the father. The father is who gives the shakti. Now he, he is impregnating. But ultimately the mother is carrying and developing in the womb and we come from ultimately the mother. So the shakti parinambat, we are manifestations of shakti. And our inherent nature is it's like two poles of a magnet or like a negative and positive uh, electric, right? Le negative and positive. So we are not, you know, if you have two positives, then they won't attract each other. But the negative will be attracted to the positive. The positive will be attracted to the negative and they will stick together. So we are coming from Shakti, which means we are coming from Swarup Shakti. Swarup Shakti is coming from Shrimati Radhika. Swarup Shakti means Ladini, Sandini and Sambit. These three potencies together are Swarup Shakti. The pleasure potency, Ladini Shakti, 
Samvit Shakti, the knowledge potency, and the Samdini Shakti, the existence potency. Ultimately, everything is coming from Srimati Radhika. All of this world, all of this creation, it's coming from Srimati Radhika, but you cannot say it's also not coming from Krishna. Krishna is the direct cause, and she is also, through him, she is manifesting it all by his desire. Krishna is, God, by God, by being the Purush, it means he is the independent Lord who has desire. Svatantra Ishvar and Svaecha Ishvar. He has his independent desire. Whenever he wills, then Shakti fulfills. So to only please Krishna, because her only nature is to try to please Krishna, then she manifests all of creation. Automatically, all the jivas, everything, to try to expand herself, to expand her capacity to serve and please Krishna in infinite ways. So she wants to serve and please Krishna in infinite ways. All right. So therefore, then the jivas, because we're coming from Shakti, our original nature is to love Krishna. Because we're on, like we talked about the two halves, no? Like two, like the positive, the negative energy forces, right? The negative is pulled towards the positive. So our in the natural earth pulling of our heart is towards Krishna. This is called like Krishna Rati. The love for Krishna is the natural principle of the jiva. But it's become perverted and covered over. That's anartha. So what we're trying to do is remove the coverings of anarthas to awaken our dormant nature. That's why it said, Nitya Siddha Krishna Prem Sadhya Kabunai Shravanadi Sudha Chitta Koreya Udhai. Nitya Siddha Krishna Prem. Love for Krishna is eternal and inherent in the heart of every jiva. Nitya Siddha means it is eternal and it is perfect and it is there. It is the dharma the nitya dharma, the internal nature of the vastu, the object, in this case the jiva. The example in the jiva dharma is given of water. The natural state of water is liquid, but when it comes into a very cold environment, it will freeze, and then it will take on a covering, an acquired nature, a naimitika dharma, and that becomes like ice, and then it becomes solid. So the natural dharma, nature of the jiva, is love for Krishna, and desire to serve Krishna because it's not, we're not forced to serve Krishna, but when you love someone to the umth degree, to the topmost extent, then naturally you want to serve them. This is your natural state then. So the natural state of the jivas is to love Krishna. It's their inherent nature. They love Krishna. And then naturally they serve him. And then they serve him according to their rasa, which is also like the ingredients of their soul. So every soul has some special qualities that you cannot divorce from it. In Jaiva Dharma, it's also described in Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Jaiva Dharma, you cannot change a Vastu. So therefore, if the Jiva as a Vastu, its eternal nature is in Madhurya Ras, you cannot change that because it's part of the nature of the soul. Each soul has this quality that cannot be changed. If one Jiva is in Vatsalya Ras, like a parent to Krishna, with that love of Krishna as a parent, then you cannot force that to be molded into a different shape. So, according to the ingredients of our soul, it said like, if you take a mango seed, if you plant it and give it water and air and sunlight, it will develop into a mango tree. If you take it into a different field and plant it, it will still grow into a mango tree. So, some people say that the jiva is malleable. By certain association, it can change its eternal dharma. Or it can change, it, not its eternal dharma, but it can change its swarup, its spiritual form. It can have a temporary change 
before it attained ultimate perfection. By association, it said like a crystal, a, a clear crystal will change its color by whatever light you put next to it. If it's a green light or a blue light or a pink light, the color of the crystal will change. But that's a temporary covering. If you remove all the light, it has one color, right? Or if you put it in the ordinary sunlight, it's one natural color. So when the jivas attain their ultimate perfection, they'll have one nature. They'll have one swarup and a nature in relation to that swarup. So you, if you take a neem seed, it becomes a neem tree. So the, our process of spiritual life is trying to remove the acquired natures, the naimitika dharma, which are temporary and anartas, which, because they give us, they don't give us happiness. That because we're coming from Krishna, we have that ananda principle, desire to find happiness, desire, desire to be happy and to find pleasure. So coming from Krishna, we want that. And so we're searching for that in this world. But because we've gone the wrong way, then that's become an asat trishna. It's a false desire that is temporary and it cannot be fulfilled. So we're always searching for happiness, for satisfaction and not able to find it. Therefore, we become disturbed and ultimately we say, oh, everything is useless. Let, it, let me achieve, try to achieve nirvana and to annihilate my individual existence. This is only a reaction to material suffering. But ultimately, if we weren't suffering, we wouldn't want to become void. You can ask someone, do you want to die? Most people don't want to die. And spiritual death is this spiritual suicide means I want to become void. This is Buddhism or Mayavad. I want to become impersonal and void. If you were to tell people, okay, I'll kill you right now. Will you be happy? Most people would say, no, don't kill me. Because I, I, I want to f have a body. People are embodied. They want to have a body. And this, that means the jiva itself has a body, a spiritual body that we are striving to attain. <clears throat> but because of our sat trishna, our, our desires for happiness separate from Krishna, then we're searching for happiness and unable to fulfill it because we've taken on Purush Bhav. And it's not our real nature. We decided, okay, I'm going to turn away from Krishna and then we take on some Purush Bhav, trying to take Krishna's nature. But it's not our natural state, so we're never fulfilled because the original assumptions and principles are false or not proper. So anything you try to build on it is a weak foundation. Anything you try to build on it will collapse. So we're trying to, make happy, we're trying to be happy in this world. We make relationships, families, we develop nations. Ultimately, everything collapses because the basic foundations are faulty. So until we get rid of these and then go to Krishna in our true natural state, then we cannot be fulfilled and happy and we cannot taste ananda, bliss. But what, how do we get ananda, bliss? We get ananda, bliss by being engaged in our true natural function. Our true, when we, you say like, be who you are meant to be. When we are who we are meant to be and engaged in our real true activity, our true nature, then we'll be happy. And in the spiritual reality, we're going to be happy to an unlimited state we can never imagine even in this world because that happiness is it's infinite there it's krishna says in the vedas it said we are amritasya putra the children of divine bliss and nectar mortality and if we're in that state ultimately we're going to be naturally blissful because ultimately why krishna is also if we're in a relationship with krishna especially in the top ras we're trying to get back to calm so i'm getting there but if we're in that top ras which is like in kamanuga bhakti Krishna is so beautiful, he's full of Madhurya sweetness, that when we're in a relationship with him, then that gives infinite happiness and bliss. So I, we have about 10 more minutes. I want to get to the point of this now. So 
in Madhurya Ras, that means Madhurya Ras means that mellow of love for Krishna where you are like his beloved, the lover and the beloved. In this world, that's also the highest Ras. Everyone wants to have a loving relationship in this world. And the basis of all loving relationship is called Adiras, the original Rasa. Adiras means this romantic love. You know, if you look in fiction and in movies, how many stories are there of like a mother and her child? And how many stories are there of something like Romeo and Juliet? You know, some hero, heroine, you know, Nayak Naika and some loving affair or relationship and some obstacle comes. If you look in this world also, it's an interesting thing. You can see that some Parakya Ras, Parakya Ras basically means that there will be an obstacle created between the lover and beloved to arrange their meeting. And they will have to struggle against this obstacle, which is like a conflict. In any kind of story, without conflict, you don't have a story. Conflict means what happens to block or act as an impediment in the attainment of your desired goal. Or what kind of opposing force. And this is a separate topic, but Parakya Ras, in the spiritual world, Parakya Ras means even though Krishna and Radhika and all the gopis love each other and want to be with each other, and even though it's Krishna's own world, it's Krishna's own braj, he, his world is created only to fulfill his desire. Because his Shakti, Radhika and Yoga Maya Shakti, manifest braj exactly how Krishna would like it. Because it's God's own own world where he has no responsibilities as God. He's only playing and happy. So they arrange it specifically how it will please him. And how do they create it? As Padakya Ras, which means Radhika is married to another Gopa, another cowherd boy, and all the Gopis who are all Krishna's beloveds, who are all his Shakti, non-different from him as well as different Shakti, Shakti, Matura, Beda. Ultimately they are one, but they have divided to enjoy Ras. This is the verse we learned about Mahaprabhu. Radha Krishna Pranaya Vikritir Ladini Shakti Rasmad Ekat Manava Pibu Vipura Deha Bedam Gatoto Chaitanyakyam Prakata Madunata Dvayam Chekyam Aptam Radha Bhava Duti Suvalitam Nomi Krishna Swarupam. They are one. Krishna and his Shaktis are one. So when we say we are, we have that oneness with Krishna in the sense that we are part of the same supreme absolute whole. Eko Dutiyanasti. There's one, there's not two. But at the same time, there is two because there are, we have to expand our conception of oneness to include different individual parts. Oneness basically means there is one absolute whole. Advaya Gyan Paratattva. It means the absolute truth is Advaya, non-dual. So Advaya Gyan Paratattva, that non-dual truth has many constituents or many parts. And all those parts have individual consciousness. Generally, people think if there's oneness, there's only one consciousness. But in that oneness, there's many consciousnesses. So Radhika has individual consciousness. Krishna has individual. All the jivas have individual consciousness, but they're all part of one absolute whole. So, therefore, when they're separated in two forms, deha, bedam, gatoto, then their desire is to meet again because they're one. If you separate two halves that are like two halves, like magnetic, in a mag uh, the magnet and iron or something. They want to pull back together. So when we are separated from Krishna, we want to go back to Krishna. When we turned away from Krishna, we want to go back to Krishna and all the suffering we're experiencing in reality is because we are separate from Krishna. Bhaktivinoda Thakur sings in his Shikshastakam songs that Govinda virahe ar sahitena sham No longer can I tolerate separation from Govinda. He said, 
that RJ Sangsara Nahi Lage Balo Kaha Jai Krishna Hari Echintavishalo. I no longer like this world and want to live in this world, and I'm only looking where is Krishna. And all this, he says, all the suffering I've experienced in this world is only because of my separation from Krishna. So once we've separated from Krishna, we want to go back and meet with him. We want to have some boga. Some boga means meeting with Krishna. And some boga or meeting with Krishna is experienced in different ways according to different rasas. Yashoda has some boga with Krishna as a mother for her son, giving him breast milk, caressing him, feeding him, playing with him, reading bedtime stories to him, cooking for him. This is the way she has some bog or enjoyment through her meeting with Krishna. But in the highest ras, which is that ras of Madhurya ras as the beloveds of Krishna, then we desire meeting with Krishna. Right? Because we are manifestations of Radhika Shakti. So we desire to meet with Krishna. This is called Krishna Rati. Desire to be with Krishna. And as a separate talk, we just conclude this idea of Parikya So Krishna is created, not created, but his energy, Yoga Maya, has arranged Parikya which means externally all the gopis are married to other men, even though they are Krishna's Shakti and one with him. And even though the gopas are also just like Krishna's manifestation of some kind of mood, but it's all to facilitate the exchange of the Ras. Because if there's no obstacle, then the meeting doesn't become sweet. It said separation increases fondness. Absence increases affection. And when you're able to meet again after absence, then that enjoyment is much more sweet. So the, in Braj, there's Parakya Rasa. There's Jaya Jaya Parakya Rasa Rasa Saar Parakya Bhave Rasa Prajate Prachar Jaya Jaya Jwala Rasa Sarva Rasa Saar Parakya Bhave Prajate Prachar Narthantastakur sings. Every morning we sing this. Jaya Jaya Jwala Rasa Ujwala Rasa We glorify Ujwala Rasa what is Ujvala Rasa? We also learn this verse. Anarpita Chirim Chirat Karunaya Vitirna Kalasama Pratam Unata Ujvala Rasa. Unata Ujvala Rasa. The topmost fulgent rasa is that Parakya Rasa, Madhurya Rasa, what we're discussing. And Jaya Jaya Ujvala Rasa Sarva Rasa Sarva. This is the essence of our rasa. Parakya Bhave Brajate Prachar. It is Parakya Bhav. It is indirect thing. And Manjari Bhav is the most indirect, actually. Manjari Bhav is the most because they don't directly meet with Krishna even though they have Krishna Rati what I want to say in this class is that we cannot get rid of Krishna Rati desire to be with Krishna and sometimes people become like Krishna phobic we cannot talk about Krishna oh when you're doing Katyanivrat we're reading these verses uh, and we're praying I'm offering Achman to Purnamasi and praying let her offer this to Krishna and let me sit on Krishna's lap. Let me give this Madhuparka sweet honey mixture to Krishna and then let, let him kiss me with this. We're praying with these moods, with these verses, and people think, how is this possible? We are in the line of Shmati Radhika Manjali's. We don't have any desire to meet with Krishna. And it's true. But this is coming through Shmati Radhika. That we're praying as a reflection of Radhika's moods. That Radhika has this mood and desire. So our natural desire is to reflect her moods and try to serve and please her. So we are feeling her moods and acting them out also. But it's because we're connected to her. Like she is the creeper. He is the tree she is winding around. And we are the flowers and the buds, the manjaris. So our desire is the desire of the creeper, Shmati Radhika. We don't have a different desire from Shmati Radhika. Right? So therefore, we have this Krishna Rati. 
but it's man it's experienced in a parakya way, an indirect way. That means through Shimati Radhika, we any meeting that Shimati Radhika has with Krishna, we will experience. And in Vilapku Sumanjali, we're going to discuss this in more detail. But it said that when Radhika is meeting with Krishna, then the Mandris experience that completely. More than the Sakis. The Sakis sometimes meet with Krishna directly. But the Mandris, they don't feel that desire because just like Madhya Yashoda, her Vatsalya Ras is fulfilled by her specific relationship with Krishna. How she meets with Krishna fulfills her calm. Vardayam Kama Devan. Krishna satisfies the desires of everyone. So he just satisfies the desires of Yashoda by his relation with her. She always sees him as baby Gopala. But for the Manjaris, their Krishna Rati, desire to be with Krishna and to enjoy a relationship with Krishna is fulfilled through Shimati Radhika. When she meets with Krishna, automatically they experience that. If Krishna kisses Radhika on the lip, then they experience that on them. So in the first verse of Vilap Kusumanjali, it says, O Rupa Manjari, you are the most chaste girl in Braj. Everyone knows that. You never see another man's face even. But now your husband is not at home. He's been gone for some time. And yet you have some cut on your lip, like a parrot has cut your lip. It said your lips are very ripe and red like bimba fruits. Red and ripe like bimba fruits, full of youth and beauty. And a parrot if sees a ripe fruit, it wants to taste that fruit. So some expert parrot must have come and bit your lip. But how is that possible now you have, your husband is not here and you are very chaste? So this verse is very secret and we're going to discuss it more in depth. But there's two sides to it. One side is that the Manjaris naturally experience whatever Radhika is experiencing with Krishna will reflect on the Manjaris. Their meeting with, her meeting with Krishna. And their calm desire is fulfilled completely through that. They don't have more desire to be separately meeting with Krishna. They're not feeling jealous of Radhika or Radhika is with Krishna, when is it my turn? They never feel that because they're calm and in their Atma that is intrinsically part of them is completely fulfilled through her meeting with Krishna because they are her constituent parts. Like Shimati Radhika is the creeper winding around the Krishna tree and they are the flowers and buds on that creeper. And also the example is given when the bumblebee sits on the flower the bud above it will quiver. So the bee is not directly meeting with the manjari. Manjari is like that when you see on Tulsi, there's the manjari. And on a manjari also, and generally in flowers, there's a flower and then the manjari. So when the bee is on the flower, the manjari will quiver. It means when Krishna is meeting with Radhika, the manjaris will experience that happiness through the meeting. So that's one side. In that way, they fulfill their Krishna Rati. But also, sometimes Shimati Radhika wants that Krishna will meet directly with the Manjaris also. Sometimes Radhika herself desires that. It said without Radhika's desire, it's not possible Krishna would ever even conceive of that, of going and meeting with Rupa, or going and like touching Rupa Manjari. In this first verse of Vilakush Manjali, Gurudev himself says that, oh, Raghunath Swami is praying to Rupa Manjari. Oh, in a sweet way, in a joyous way, he's saying, oh Rupa, how is it that you have this cut on your lips? And she's saying, I remember that past time when Krishna came and embraced you and kissed you. We don't have so much. I think we better we go into this tomorrow more. We'll like just finish up here because it's a very interesting and very deep thing because there's many sides to it. One side is that Rupa is so absorbed in Shimati Radhika. She's so Taratma, one at heart with Radhika, always thinking of Radhika and how to please her that she takes on a similar 
form of Shrimati Radhika. She appears very similar. It's not that she takes it on and changes, but her form is always very similar to Shrimati Radhika. She looks very similar, but she's a little younger. But she looks very similar. Why? Because she's always only thinking about how to please and serve Shrimati Radhika. She's completely absorbed, 100% in Shrimati Radhika. So she appears similar to her. So Krishna becomes confused. He sees Rupa Manjari and he's so happy, thinking, how wonderful is Rupa Manjari? I want to speak with her. She has so much love for Krishna, for my Swamini Radhika, or my beloved Radhika. And I want to hear from her about her Shrimati Radhika, how to serve Radhika like she does. Krishna also wants to serve Radhika like the gopis. That's Keshav Rat's coming. That's when Krishna is serving Shrimati Radhika like the gopis and training from Vishaka. So he sees Rupa Manjari, but then he becomes confused. Is this Rupa or Radha? And he runs to embrace her and cuts her lip. This is her. So this is many different sides are there. But Gurudev says directly he also goes. So sometimes if Radhika desires, then Krishna may also go. So there's no need to be like Krishna-phobic, you know? Like afraid of Krishna or scared of Krishna. Oh, Krishna may come. Krishna may speak with me. We see in like the story of um, Ganga Mata Thakurani. When she was in Puri, she was living in like a Tulsi garden. And one time Krishna, as a deity, some Brahmin came and gave a Krishna deity saying, Oh, Krishna came in my dream and told me, I don't like your worship. Leave me in this ashram of Ganga Mata. So she was like, no, I'm very busy. I don't have time to worship him. I'm very old now. I'm very busy. So then when she was picking Tulsi Manjaris in the garden, then someone started tugging on her skirt. <laughs> She's looking, where is it? And it's Krishna. Why? It's not like, oh, Krishna, stay away. You know, she has love for Krishna also. The Manjaris and Gopis also have love for Krishna. The goal of life is Krishna Prem. The goal of life is love, develop or awaken our true love for Krishna. And this is part of our Atma. Nitya Siddha Krishna Prem Sadhya Kabunai. This Krishna Prem, Chaitanya Chaturmita says, it is eternally part of us. It's Nitya Siddha, eternal and perfect. And Sadhya Kabunai, you can never achieve it by some kind of sadhana. You can only awaken it. Shravanadi Sudha Chitta by hearing Harikata, by Adi, meaning by doing Kirtan, by following the process of Bhakti. Then your heart becomes clean, Sudha Chitta, Chaito Dharpana Marjanam, you cleanse the heart. And then Koreya Udai, this will awaken. Your Krishna Prem will awaken. So Krishna Prem means we love Krishna. Our Krishna Radhika, however, can be experienced through Srimati Radhika, in service to Radhika. And our affection for Radhika will be also greater than that for Krishna. It is said there are five kinds of Sakis, and we're going to discuss this also more tomorrow. But the Manjaris, that type of Saki, they are Radha Sneha Adhika. They have more affection for Srimati Radhika than even Krishna. And they're always serving Srimati Radhika and always with Radhika, completely fulfilled by their relationship with Radhika. When Krishna leaves to Mathura, Radhika is very sad in separation. And the Manjaris, because they are one with her moods and only desire to please her, they're also very sad. But at the same time, they are happy in the sense that they are with Radhika. They are not so sad as Shumati Radhika because they are with Radhika. They are with their Ishwari. And they feel separation, sadness because she feels it for Krishna. But they are satisfied in the sense that we are with her. And they are completely fulfilled through their relationship with her. Because they are part of her. It's like you cannot. their relationship is stronger with her because they are more closely connected to her. But still they have love for Krishna, Krishna Prem. Their prem, their love is for Krishna. Like when we say in our process, we are not trying to achieve Radha Prem. We are trying to achieve Krishna Prem, love for Krishna. And Radha Dasyam, service of Srimati Radhika. 
That's our goal. We're not trying to achieve Radha Rati, attraction to Radha. We're trying to achieve Krishna Rati, attraction to Krishna, and desire to be under the Anugatya guidance and service of Shimati Radhika. That's our, our eternal nature, that we'll serve Shimati Radhika, and in that relationship, we'll also be completely fulfilled ourselves. <sighs> A lot of topics, huh? <laughs> but no, it's, it's, this Vilapkus Mandri is very interesting and very deep, so we'll go over it more in time, but the main crux is that this idea of calm, that Krishna fulfills the calm of all the jivas. Actually, today I was thinking we'll talk about Raghunath Daskaswami. But we came upon this verse, Nityanityanam Chitanashtitanam. So we, I wanted to talk about this at a later time, but it came up with this one. So this is an important thing to remember, that calm is fulfilled only by Krishna. Eko bahunam yo kamam. As much as we try to fulfill our desire in this world through different people, we won't be satisfied. Oh, I'll get married to this person, I'll be happy. I'll get this person as a girlfriend or boyfriend, I'll be happy. I'll get this car, I'll be happy. We're trying to fulfill our desire through all these different external things. But it's not possible because Krishna alone fulfills the desires of everyone. Krishna fulfills our desires in the material sense through these external temporary things. But because they're asat temporary, they give very temporary happiness. Like you eat ice cream and you're happy for a minute or two or ten. But afterwards you want something more. So anyhow, we remember this, Krishna Rati and Krishna Prem. That is our goal and we're trying to go towards that goal. And we'll discuss further and learn a new verse also tomorrow. Vaishnavibhyo namo namaha